What's up, you nerds? Welcome back. We Josh is going on vacation, so we're gonna we're gonna throw three shorties at you about 40, <laughs> 40 minutes each, and uh, <laughs> you know you're welcome. That has different meanings different on what region. Um. Anyway, yeah, we, we're basically gonna go over everything that happened in San Diego Comic Con and for then Marvel, some. and then some. So next three episodes are gonna be chopped up for that. That's yeah. right. So stay tuned. Also, Vince and I need to sleep after VidCon. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, brought to you by Spandex. Because <laughs> we're yellow spandex. Thanks for listening. All right. Now to the episode. Let's hang out. <laughs> Mr. Cricket, welcome to the podcast, everyone. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Chubidoobop of yellow spandex. Today we're going to spoil Lion King 2019. <laughs> Did you see that? I did not see it. I heard nothing but like good things about it. Really? I saw all bad reviews. So really? I like prepared myself and then I went to go see it and I was like, I really liked it. I mean, it's definitely not better than the original. I stayed under a rock until I was able to see it. I didn't even see any details really about it. I just, it was just like people that I normally agree with were like, oh, it's the voyage into the uncanny valley. And I'm like, oh, I, and I saw, I, I could understand their criticisms. Then I saw it and I was like, this was delightful. Yeah. As long as like you, have, you just have to like suspend your disbelief because it is like photo real, but like animals are singing and dancing and stuff. It's like, it's pretty but funny. if I couldn't suspend my disbelief, then maybe the movie about talking lines wasn't what I should go to. Probably. Um, <laughs> they didn't, to me, they didn't even look very real. Like I mean, even when, when they weren't talking. When they're moving, they're pretty real. Like it was, it was crazy. I mean, if nothing else, like the uh, technological advancements, like holy crap! Yeah. Like it was so cool, but the it was basically like I said this on my Facebook page, but it was like a ninety percent like shot for shot recreation, yeah, and then like a handful of surprises that were really fun. So the only real spoilers aren't even like plot things; it's just like little improv moments that play off the original one that are mostly between Timon and Pumbaa, yeah, Seth Rogen and Billy Eichner. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that were just so funny, and uh, John Oliver. Yeah, like oh. those three. There was two moments between those three separate times that were just small things that I know they meant as jokes, but not like full on jokes. And I couldn't Stop. hold myself; like I almost peed myself in the theater. <laughs> it was just so funny. Like I don't even know if they'd be funny to other people. It was just like these little <laughs> comments and things, kind of like cats. <sighs> That's we're not even talking about that. Oh, sorry. No, we'll talk about it afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. My take. I like Lion King. I even think the Beyonce song they added into like one of the main scenes. Mm. I think it fit. I like the album that yeah. I just so much weird music. So there's the new Lion King soundtrack, which is the old one with two new features, the new singers, obviously. And also supposedly Hans Zimmer wanted to do the soundtrack as he wanted to do it originally, but that they were on a time crunch to the first time around in the nineties. Mm -hmm. I can't tell that much of a difference, <laughs> but good for him. He got to do it the way he wanted. And then Beyonce just dropped a new album. That's Lion King themed. Yep. <laughs> that has like quotes from Lion King stuff. That's actually really good. Yeah, it's pretty dope. Um, but I don't know. So she has a song that's like inserted in the movie. Not that any character sings. It's just like uh, like a needle drop, like montage thing. There's these little interludes, you know, that follow the the plot of the story. You know. Yeah. So you're getting like kind of her version of the scene. So I I dug it. I thought it was a cool song. I I honestly expect to see like churches across the country, like Christian churches across the country, like performing the song. Oh, like, for sure. It's straight up like our old spiritual, like a gospel like, kind of thing. She even says like you know like worship the great I am and stuff like that. I mean it's clearly like a religious song, so mm -hmm. it's beautiful. Um, African choir, all that stuff. But the, my two things that I want to point out though with that movie, if you go see it, I saw a criticism that said like, uh, be prepared if you were a fan of be prepared. Because it's not there. Mm -hmm. What? We, 
So we saw it. <laughs> the whole song's in there. It was the whole song and dance. I think you just don't have like Timon and Pumbaa and like the, the coconut bra and stuff. But Scar did his whole thing. Yeah. Like, he sang it. He spoke it. He presented to the hanging. The whole scene happened. So I don't How know what version. How was it against like Jeremy Irons' version? Because I mean, like that's so classic. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, would, I feel like it's just like all these other ones to where you're like, I feel like this is a personal slight. <laughs> you know, yeah, they well, remake a movie like this, you know, like obviously they 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 weren't doing like the Hellfire and everything mm-hmm. and yeah. stuff, but like so John Favreau, I saw him talk about this later. He said that his whole idea was like, with the exception of the animals speaking, they wanted it to like be shot like a National Geographic documentary. So there's like a lot of long lenses and things because mm-hmm. like we're not used to seeing like photo real lines like close. Yeah. So like they did all that stuff. Uh, to me, it was fun. I mean, it's once again clearly not better than the original. But like I thought it was pretty good. It was kind of like if schools across the country are allowed to do plays about this and there's a big Broadway musical, this was a pretty decent version. Hmm. Like, be prepared. Let's see, it, I don't think you can compare it to the energy of the first one, but I thought it was cool. Like um, yeah. Then the second thing was my only criticism really that I was like, oh, I'm going to have a hard time sleeping on this. And this is not even really a surprise because most people saw like previews of this. When they sing Can You Feel the Love Tonight, it's like in the middle of the day. And that was the only thing that kind of bothered me because, like, the lyrics to Mona Pumba, I even forgot until the scene happened, like, how explicitly at night it was supposed to be. Because, mm-hmm. like, they're like, they're talking about, like, twilight of the nighttime and how beautiful it is and the candy yeah. feel love tonight. And they're just romping around in the afternoon. Like, well, I think, like, at the beginning <laughs> of the song, like, they leave Timon and Pumba, and it's, like, probably towards the evening. And then, like, as the sun kind of glows down by the end of that song. Yeah. Obviously, well, love making time. Yeah. Well, it was kind of like a. I, I went back and watched the original scene. It was kind of like getting dark when the song started. Mm-hmm. This one, it's clearly like high noon. Like, and then at the very end, like right before it ends, it's like where the song started in the cartoon version. Like, it starts getting so it dark. Starts so I was like, there. huh. Okay. I'm sure there was a decision behind that, or like we need to show off all the technology. We did. I don't know, whatever. But that was the only real. Problem, or maybe they were thinking like, well, line's not going to run across the desert in the middle of the night because after he has a realization after that song, you know, mm-hmm. like maybe I don't know, but I thought it was I thought it was fun, like yeah. cool soundtrack for me. Like the moment uh, Mufasa started to talk to Simba in the very beginning of the movie, I already started like welling up with like tears and yeah. feelings of all nostalgia from the original movie. So that was like okay, good start. Like he's the only guy from the original yeah, that they that, had, right? <laughs> I'm also not certain if they just reused his lines from the original one. That'd be awesome. Because there's behind just the separate scenes. takes. <laughs> well, there's behind the scenes of him recording, re-recording his lines. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for that, I'd be like, well, maybe they just use the old ones. But now I'm like, what if they just didn't? What if they just like had him in and told him? Or, I don't know. Like, because the lines really aren't different. I have to yeah. go back and do a one to one. But they seem like pretty. Maybe he's just dead on, like repeating it. Like, hold yeah. on, I, I got this down. Simba. But Beyonce, <laughs> Beyonce's perfect as adult Nala. I'd be mm. like, do your Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> do the thing. But uh, sing it like Darth Vader. <laughs> I, the John Oliver as Zazu was probably the most perfect casting of the entire movie. Yeah. yeah. It was dead on. I totally awesome. forgotten that Rowan Atkinson was the original Zazu. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Mr. Bean was effing like Zazu this whole time. Like, And then we have John Oliver. Well, and then that was one of the little surprises. John Oliver gets a couple moments where yeah. he's just John Oliver. Yeah. And I won't spoil it. But I, I didn't even get the joke until we were at with our friend Ali Spagnola earlier today. And she's like, did you think that? And she seems like, how funny that was. I was like, I didn't even catch that. Yeah. He just like stepped into John Oliver for like 10 seconds as a joke, like a meta joke. I was like, oh, that's so funny. 
But Timon and Pumbaa, like, hands down, steal the show. Yeah. I love those two, by the way. Yeah. Billy Eigner and uh, yeah, Seth, Seth Rogen. Rogen. I, that feel like they would be amazing together just in general. Seth Rogen can't sing like the original Pumbaa did. Yeah. But they, they kind of play it off. They get it close. Well, like, remember the original, like, uh, Hakuna Matata when he's like, when I was a young warthog, and the mm-hmm. original singer, like, hits the note. Yeah. Seth doesn't. And they, they kind of, it's all kind of part of, like, the play. It's, like, auto-tuned. Yeah. There is not even. Uh, <laughs> you made a good point earlier that there's like two two points of the original that aren't in this new one. One of them was that you said was the, oh, uh, the coconut the coconut thing, and then the second one is uh, Zazu singing that that coconut song. I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts. <laughs> yeah. And when Scar is like sitting there, and then Zazu's in the cage, you know, of made of bones. That's another thing. They didn't do anything that like like. Uh, what's the word like kind of architecturally wouldn't exist in nature so there were no like bone cages yeah. stuff like that but like uh, like Scar <laughs> way weird looks like that's how I imagined like a real life Scar looking like they got him with the long face and he had like the they bat. did he kinda, they kill, killed it yeah he, he lo- looked almost like he might have been the runt or something and that's mm. why he was kind of weaker and then the hyenas are like the ugliest things I've ever seen like they did a really good job <laughs> I feel you like just, they're pretty ugly in uh, real life yeah, well, I said yeah, they look well, like they just came out of a fire. Ragged. They're yeah. like dogs that just came out of a fire. <laughs> yeah, like, like you look at him, you're like, I already don't like you by the way you look, you know. But it's it, good. Some Didn't of the characters changed a little bit. Bad? Yeah, so it was, I'm used to Whoopi Goldberg being the leader, and it was kind and of was goofy. It Cheech, wasn't Cheech Marin for the other yeah. one? Yeah, it wasn't Ed. It was the other one, right? Yeah, Ed was just making noise. Yeah, well, Ed was another like, like name like A-list actor mm-hmm. kind of thing. But in this one, whoever the... It was a bunch of like other like really great actors. One of them was... Um, uh, not Jordan Peele. Oh, Key? Yeah. Uh, what's his first name? Um, From J- Key and Peele, it's Key. Jordan Key? No, it's Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele? And then who's the other guy? Um, Apple? Yeah. Well, anyway. <laughs> Michael Key? Michael Key. Tim? Uh, he he was one of the hyenas and yeah. he's pretty funny. Hmm. It was but, super silly. But for the, but the leader that used to be Whoopi Goldberg, Goldberg is like yeah. really serious in this one. Right. Aww. So it wasn't as disappointing. So much other goofy stuff was happening. Uh, like, I also forgot that it was Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. But I don't know. I I, I thought it was fun. I I think it's better than Aladdin. But we were talking mm. to our friend Ali. She liked Aladdin better than this one. Mm. I think it's literally just like your personal preferences with these. I mean, it kind of has to be because you ha- you carry so much baggage from watching the original <laughs> ones as a kid. You know. What I would say though is like That's in Aladdin, they weren't concerned about like remaking the story. Mm. They were just kind of like, it was like a scrapbook of like oh remember that part remember that part without really worrying about connecting them. Lion King is straight up just the, that you if you saw the original you know every single thing that happens yeah. like it there's no surprises besides a couple of anecdotal jokes like there's 10% extra like surprises that I thought were funny but they don't affect the plot at all I wonder how well this one did compared to the other ones because um I know Favreau did the Jungle Book one yeah and that one seems to be one that people like a lot more than the I other ones I need to see that still yeah me too supposedly and- Favreau said that finishing Jungle Book is when the production for Lion King started. Oh, wow. So it's been going on for a very long time. Um, let me see if there's Lion King box office here. Yes. Oh, that was a large number. That's not the right one. <laughs> that can't be it. Uh, no, I, it's tough because you type it in. It's like it was that was 95. Yeah, no, that one. Like, Lion King for the old movies was, I think, the biggest grossing of all of them. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> I'm sorry. I keep like staring at this one article on the on the board here. It says <laughs> Russo Brothers to develop Gatchaman. 
Battle of the Planet adaptation. Is that what that says? Yeah, I don't know. It looked anime to me, so I was wondering if you knew what it was. So, yeah, this is this is called G-Force, not Gatchaman. Unless, unless G-Force was like what, what they fed us white kids. I'm sure that's probably true. And then what it, it's actually called is Gatchaman. Okay, so Lion King did pretty well. Yeah, how, uh, how? opening weekend was five hundred thirty-one million. Five hundred like, million worldwide. Wow. Holy crap! Uh, but they oh, said yeah. it's the ninth highest movie this year, so not too bad. I mean, yeah. not the best one. Well, this, I mean, you got how many Marvel movies yeah, in saying, front of it? It's like <laughs> how much did eight Marvel movies and then Lion King? <laughs> how many it times did better than Event uh, or uh, Dark Phoenix? So how many Lion Kings do we need to fit into how how much um, Endgame made? <laughs> how many can you fit in? Which just the other day. Finally passed Avatar, I guess. Saw that, and so it was funny because like I kept seeing things were like, "Yay, it's fast past Avatar," and I was like, "Yay!" And they were like, "No, not yet." And they're like, "Oh, oh," and then it I was like, "Yay!" There. And I'm like, "Oh, cool, they passed it." Yeah. No, not yet. Isn't it crazy though? <laughs> like, what how, is this actual? Thing? Like, what other movie? It's it's gonna come out on home release in like two weeks or something, right? Like a week or something. I don't know. I think before I think the end of July, which is like a week from now, I think it's coming out on home release. Like, what movie can still be getting that kind of box office numbers? Yeah. Like this close to the home release. Yeah. I mean, it's been out since May. May, right? Yeah. That's crazy. That it's is insane. pretty, pretty crazy to think. Um, you, one of the other like really, really uh, awesome parts of the movie that I like uh, took the time to appreciate was how gorgeous some of the photorealism was. There's that scene in the movie and in the uh, animation where Simba is like chasing a bug and he's like, you know, trying to roar at the bug and the bug won't fly away. So he keeps chasing it. The bug, <laughs> that thing really looked real. Like a lot of the stuff. Yeah. Some of the environments and stuff, I really did think it was like real. Mm -hmm. Before some of the animals start talking, like you're like, I, I don't know. You know, yeah. John Favreau was, did say one of his goals was to prove that. Um, you don't need to like have animals on set to like utilize them yeah. and stuff because I guess uh, in the opening shot where like all the you know the classic circle of life scene yeah there's a shot where like all the animals are kneeling and he was like here's a sad fact in the time of production he circled like this rhino is now extinct and, and he was like but uh, hopefully for the rest of the animals that are still in this like we won't have to capture them to put them in movies like mm -hmm. this technology can like put them in without having because for every one animal you see on screen you, there's probably like seven that have been trained for like something you know yeah so that whole thing is like well if we want to do like photo real stuff with like exotic or like endangered animals we don't have to like pull them in to like how, um, how often do they do that though anymore though i mean i feel like that's kind of lot dropped off the map since like the 90s so they said up until recently they would pull animals in even if just to like uh animate them they mm -hmm. would pull them in for reference oh okay and so like this is supposed to start a database of like animals that they can pull into other movies they're so, like rotoscoping like just for kind of yeah well like now there's they have like a database of like behaviors mm -hmm. and stuff that they can like apply to other films with like these wild animals and stuff so they want to drop them i think he wants to kind of unofficially start like this thing where like any hollywood production or at least disney ones which is already hollywood yeah can like if we want a rhino we can put this in and not have to worry about like pulling something in for reference. That sounds right. crazy to like, hey, uh, yeah, we need a rhino in here. Like, let's get a rhino. Those things are <laughs> dangerous. Yes. <laughs> well, he, he was citing how like in uh, Bambi, they pulled in a bunch of like deer and like wild animals mm -hmm. into the studio to like mm -hmm. observe. And they're like, 
those days are like long gone because like that's inhumane now. Yeah, like PETA, PETA and everything's like nope. Yeah, but also you think about it, it's like their life, their those the lifespan of those animals would be for that film. Mm. Oh yeah, just to make a movie, you know, it's like it's like huh. <laughs> I mean, like deer. To be honest, like being in the Midwest and like they would just walk up to you a yeah, lot yeah, of times. Yeah. So like I'm sure they have a lot of people that are just like, hey, follow me, Cheerios, yeah. and uh, yeah, now you're my pet. <laughs> <laughs> But so. I, it's a, it's kind of a cool concept though, because some of those things like they got so so close. He also was talking about how they made a lot of the backdrop look beautiful and natural by not doing the most extravagant things. Mm-hmm. Like he showed the scene of Pride Rock. He's like, we had a choice here to put in like a really fantastic sky. He's like, but you put in too many of those scenes, and then the human brain subconsciously like you got too lucky in your photography. Mm-hmm. Like you know, if, if you really had a documentary, one of those ten scenes would be a beautiful sky, and the rest of them would kind of be like normal. So he put more normal. Skies and it just like looks more natural, like the whole Pride Rock scene. Like I don't know, it it was cool. I mean, I'm not gonna like go out of my way to like rewatch this like every month or something. But like <laughs> as far as the theater experience and the live action so far, like I was like I like I enjoyed my two hours in this theater, listening to the songs I remember as a kid, and uh, like just watching the story, kind of reliving it. You know, yeah, yeah. Everybody yeah. voice actor wise, they all did great. You know got a billion people in it i mean you see the bo- billboard on this like yeah covered in uh, like names Stars. instead of pictures <laughs> like wait a minute what <laughs> who's on there it, it was it was pretty cool even donald glover like makes a really good like adult simba mm-hmm. and beyonce the, so <laughs> when i listened to the recording on the the album can you feel the love tonight yeah Donald Glover sounds like really low in the mix and Beyonce's like super high, but in the theater it's not. So I don't know if they did alternate mixes or like they just like cheated like a 5-1 mix into like a stereo or something. But Maybe. Like, they both sound good. And a bunch of people told me, like, well, Donald Glover's not really a singer. It's like, he's, F- he's Childish Gambino. Yeah, what are you talking about? Like Redbone, he, like, he didn't just rap. He like sang the whole song. So like he's a <laughs> singer, you know, like. And the kid who was young Simba yeah. totally reminds me of the original Simba singing voice. Definitely, JTT. Yeah. Is it, who's that? Justin oh, John Taylor. Taylor. Well, I don't, he didn't sing though, did he? I don't know if I think he might have said really if it was him good know. job because I remember the original singer like sounding like a really young like choir kid you know mm-hmm. like this it was pretty good even I was waiting though because one of the first songs you hear is I just can't wait to be king and I'm like we're gonna see how this goes yeah <laughs> um, but it was pretty fun it sets the tone for the rest of the movie well it's because like that's the first time you see like a real far departure from realism you know like <laughs> your brain my brain could like be like okay they talk sure but then the you know you because you remember like the the temple of animals like the pyramid of animals they make so obviously that didn't happen mm-hmm. but they had some really creative like things like they they did a perspective shot where like the camera zooms back and the animals kind of like formed on the ground like a triangle you know like yeah. a formation or something and things so like John Favreau said that like for a lot of those scenes they pulled natural like movements like the way giraffes bow and like lower their heads and stuff they just happened to synchronize them and that's the suspend hmm. suspending the disbelief and stuff and I was like. I bought it, you know, <laughs> and Zazu, instead of getting like crushed by a bunch of animals, gets like caught up in a swarm of birds and stuff like that. It's, it's all like makes sense. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. Trying to be slightly more realistic. Oh, a lot more. Yeah, I would say. So I don't know. I, I, There's a few things that are kind of out there, like when after Scar takes over and all the lands like effed up and yeah, there's like bones everywhere. Like obviously that wouldn't necessarily happen. Although I, I will say something I won't go into too much detail about because it'll spoil one of the nicer surprises. You know, in the original movie, um, how like uh, when Simba's like has the after the Can You Feel the Love Tonight and then like the stars like 
Oh, Magic yeah, does yeah. go to Rafiki, and then he knows that he's alive. Mm-hmm. They did something else that I thought was so much more meaningful and much cooler there. So as it was happening, I'm like, I was like so happy. And then when yeah. it finally like, like kind of comes to like Rafiki and stuff, I'm like, that was that was pretty brilliant. Like it, that made me well up. I, I really like, wanted <laughs> Rafiki to be Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so that was another thing. Rafiki, instead of just being like magically omniscient. Mm-hmm he just paid attention to shit where everybody else was like too preoccupied with things. And he, you could just tell like, he just like sits back and like observes and that's why he knows everything. And I kind of like that take too, where mm-hmm. it's like, if you just calm down and like pay attention to everything, you know a lot more than the people that are like, you know, like crazy and stuff. Freaking but, out. Little, little, little things, but. Overall, I good. Better right. than and the original, of, probably speaking not. Speaking of lines filled with like tons of like, famous actors on the opposite end of the CG spectrum. So we went from lions. Now we're at cats. There's Smaller. a joke. Did you watch pitch meeting for Lion King? No, I didn't. So at the end of it, they were like, they were like, you know, so for Lion King, I want to do like photo real like faces on cat bodies and stuff. Human faces on cat bodies. And they're like, absolutely not. And they're like, fine, I'll just take it to another studio. that will do it. And they flashed the trailer for cats. I was like, this is so uncanny, That's not so in a good way. Odd. I don't it's very bad CGI. I mean, like someone on was the, joking earlier that was like, like, okay, Sonic, step back. Because <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, it, it I, I don't know, like, if people who didn't live in the, like, the, was, it, was it the early 90s when this was a huge thing in Broadway? No way. It had to be way before that. Was it 80s? I thought it was 80s. Uh, at least, but like Les Mis and everything else was like getting... So, it's gotta be so 80s. for people who didn't live through that, like they probably don't know why they're humanoid cats. Yeah. So we you know, we all live through that, so we know why. This is homage to like the cat mm-hmm. outfits and stuff. I feel like like the big ones were like Les Mis and uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show mm-hmm. and this into the and woods. the weird eighties vibe. And it's it's just weird that the character CGI seems so half-baked for something this scale. Mm-hmm. With this many amazing actors and well-known people in it, like, and like singers or whatever, you know? And Andrew Lloyd, Lloyd Webber score, like, you're, you're not just talking about, like, greatest showman, you're talking about, like, the godfather of Broadway musical. Mm-hmm. It's like his music and stuff. It, it's just weird. I'm hoping that by the time this hits theaters, They'll be like, oh, we just needed to do another render pass. Like this. This is the first face on this stinking thing right here. Hold on, let me back it up. That. Look at that. Look at how bad that is. Like, Oof. yeah. Well, even uh, our friend Allie was like, you, it, you can almost see the faces floating mm-hmm. in the thing. And it's like, man, I don't want to be too critical because I couldn't do this. But at the same time, like, this is how many millions of dollars? Like, They spend all their money on actors because do you see how many amazing like actors and whatnot yeah. there is? And I, and I don't know this lead gal, so she must be a new, or if she's notable, she must be like in Broadway or something, because I'm not familiar with her, but uh, the inclusion of Taylor Swift seems interesting, <laughs> but I guess it makes sense. Um, I don't know. I'll have to see it. This is an interesting choice, too, because I'm, I'm not even that big of a Broadway fan, mm-hmm. but historically, the song Memories isn't a belted song. It's a pure soprano. Yeah, it's very like quiet, head voice. very soft song so even the even the climactic part is like it's in like head voice yeah so for it to be like a gospel belt is like a really interesting purposeful choice for them to like i guess they just wanted jennifer hudson to sing the song or something (laughs) but sure blast it it's supposed to be like this somber song because the cat's like dying 
Yeah, I don't even know so, the story of Cats. I never got to see it in. I don't know. My wife, my wife loves musicals. Hates Cats. Really? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to do. I yes. mean, I, I, I remember memories. Actually, I thought it was a cool song. Mm, I've seen like, Cats. Like I've seen like a VHS of Cats, mm-hmm. but uh, I've never like gotten into it or mm. you know went past that. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. It's, it's just funny that it just up. like crashed the internet like after. I'm like, what the heck is this? Yeah, everybody my, was like, whoa. My favorite thing is uh, somebody on Twitter replaced the soundtrack to this trailer with the soundtrack from Us. It works much better, and apparently Jordan Peele like supports it. He's like, "Yes, let's do this movie," because it's because it's like the dun, 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 he's doing I so got many five things. On it. Oh yeah, dun, dun. and it's like, oh, that makes a lot more sense. He's doing like the Lorena Bobbitt movie or really? whatever. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What year is it? I don't know. Holy cow! This is all '90s stuff. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Why is that even a thing you would want to recreate? Because he, lo- he for all the stuff that he's done. I mean, when he did what, like the Alfred Hitchcock stuff or the Twilight oh, Zone. Twilight Zone. And then he did like you know doing horror movies, doing funny horror movies. Like mm-hmm. he's just all over the place. I mean, he's brilliant. Yeah, I he love is the brilliant. dude. Definitely. And he's a nerd. Yeah. Interesting, but yeah. I don't and know. Like he sweats a lot. I'm not. <laughs> not just playing. <laughs> he sweats a lot. I'm not quite here for cats just yet, but we'll see when it comes out. Yeah, you know, maybe it could surprise you and just be amazing. Who knows? That's the thing that kind of stinks. I think part of like what w- worked for me in Lion King was like the story's so good, and they literally didn't change anything about the story. Mm-hmm. So it's like there's a part of me that already fifty percent of it was already there. So it's like when someone butchers like a song karaoke, you know, like I like that song. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. So, and uh, what else we got before we uh, we end here? We're actually doing we're doing some quick ones for this week, probably thirty minutes or so for both all of these because I'm on going on vacation and we got to stock some up, boys. So, oh, you know, yep. this would be a good quick one: the Mortal Kombat movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. they slated it for not not next year, but the year after, which is going to be a rough year to try to release movies because isn't there like seven Marvel projects coming out? Oh wow. Oh yeah, twenty twenty one. Sanity. Yeah. We we'll talk about that next time, so stay tuned if you want to hear about that. But the Mortal Kombat movie, uh, they we talked about before. They're filming in South Australia. It's gonna be the biggest action production they've ever had. They've casted Sub Zero. I can't remember his name. Some people know him from something else. I don't know him. That has like implied to a lot of people that this might be a Sub Zero Scorpion centric story if they're casting those things first. Well, that's yeah. good. Which would be cool because they're like the legendary rivalry in Mortal Kombat. They seem cool. like they're the most fun to me. Yeah, well, it's kind of like it's a good duality, like fire and ice, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff. And like, you know, if, if you don't know the story in Mortal Kombat 1, the story was that um, Sub-Zero killed Scorpion's like wife and uh, daughter. Yeah. And so and then killed him. But then like he like came back from hell and like hunted down Sub-Zero and stuff. Fast forward to Mortal Kombat 11, the best friends. You're going to have to catch up on that on your own. <laughs> uh, it is really good writing, though, in my opinion, because otherwise it'd be like, oh, that's kind of cheap. But when you actually see like how the story progressed over the like last yeah. decade, you're like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. I'm going through story mode now yeah. on, our, on our stream. Mob Crush. Uh, on Mob Crush at, on Fridays, and uh, <laughs> it's actually really well written. So to have that duality, it's like... And also, like you said, it's probably the most like iconic. Like people who don't know mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat, be like, I know those guys. Nah, like, get over here, guy. That yeah. guy. So yeah. they cast Sub Zero. I can't remember his name. I don't know. Um, also, they. I think they. I forget if they announced a director or something, but someone in charge of the project like stated that it's going to be a hard R with fatalities, which mm-hmm. is going to be kind of cool. Because, which is going to be, it's going to be cool, but it's going to be tough because fatalities in the video game are cool because the characters can just keep coming back, but like. 
everybody has a different favorite character in Mortal Kombat. So like it's going to be tough to kill off people if you're planning on this being like a franchise to keep going and stuff. Mm. Maybe they'll make it to where like, oh, they don't really die somehow. There's a, Reverent. There's a kind of way to do that um, as if they stay in like current okay. Mortal Kombat yeah. canon, but to a certain extent. And I don't even know like how well it would translate to a movie because the video game storyline and reasoning is so ridiculous that I don't know if it's believable otherwise. <laughs> but maybe. I don't know. Like how many realms are there? Seven? Five to seven, <laughs> forget it like that. So they could they could could get into the realms. Definitely. But I, I don't know. My my kind of prediction is they'll like well, it depends. So if you have like Sub Zero and Scorpion they can keep coming back because their backstories kind of allow for that cycle to happen. But like if you have like Aaron Black or like Kano or something, it's going to be much more difficult because they're just people or like yeah. Sonya. Yeah. She's just a really good soldier and that's kind of hard to explain. Jax. Like, yeah. Um, there is this like whole thing. It's like with Black Ro- Widow with the Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> like I got a pistol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's this whole thing about Revenants in the last three Mortal Kombat games. Basically, it's like when one of the outworld people like kill you, like Quan Chi is like, I don't even explain who that is. It's going to take too long, but he like brings you back as a revenant as like, it's basically a zombie at, but like pretty much at his service, but it's not your original body. It's like your body died, gets like incinerated or whatever. And oh, then God. a new body gets made in this like pool thing, but it's a zombie <laughs> body thing. Uh, is anyway, soul going to it. Pretty much, okay. yeah. So you're under control. It's you, but not really. It's it's a whole thing. Um, that's possible. But then, like Sub Zero, so far has been the only one that I know of that's come back from that, and it's super convoluted. Like mm. it may, like I said, it makes sense so, okay. in the video game. Like so, he he becomes he uh, Sub Zero gets like turned into a cyborg. And in the Mortal Kombat universe, they take out your brain and your spine and insert it into like a cyborg. So your whole body gets discarded. So he, and then I, get, I think there might be like other little parts. I don't know all of the different body parts, but that's the main thing. And then Quan Chi decides he wants to use Sub-Zero as like a revenant, but he doesn't like the cyborg. So he rips out all the like the human parts from the cyborg and then recreates a new body and makes a revenant. And then the revenant somehow defeats that thing, the Shinnok and all that stuff. And it, and then the Revenant becomes human Sub Zero again, so it's super convoluted. It like went from like human to cyborg to Revenant to back, and that's because he's the only he willed so it. Far. Because yeah. he can. Also, there's more than one Sub Zero, so that changes things. And then like Scorpion is literally just from hell, so anything can happen <laughs> there. Like just come back. But Hanzo. So far, super excited. Like. Apparently, it's coming out the same uh, weekend that Masters of the Universe is coming out. So Masters of the Universe is doing Oh, you haven't Masters? heard that yet? No, I thought that they would just give up on that after they announced the next Thor movie. <laughs> like, the, do you see the logo for it? It's straight up just going to, like, we're going to keep getting, like, more He-Man movies we never got from Thor. Yeah, love, that's true. The, the logo does look very He-Man. Yeah, even the last one, Ragnarok, it felt like a He-Man movie, you know? Yeah, because it said, like, a little bit, of, almost like He-Man slash... Um, Thundercats, because I feel like Thundercats yeah. had a lot more technology involved yeah. than He-Man did. He-Man was kind of more barbaric. More barbaric. I mean, he had a little bit, like he had some spaceships and stuff in it, but mm-hmm. he rode on a weird. huge. But, but yeah, that's, I guess that's coming out too. We don't know anything besides James Wan. Oh wait, oh Simon McCoy directing. I'll have to look him up. Yeah, 
but I, I dig it. I, I know somebody, Brian Foster, who uh, over from Mob Crush, who's like even a bigger Mortal Kombat fan than I am, kind of said like the only thing I think most fans are kind of hoping that it's not a Liu Kang based story. Because he's cool, but we've had like 20 years of Liu Kang stories. Yeah. And it'd be cool to just follow someone else now. That would be more fun. But uh, I would dig that. Oh, yeah. Tom Hanks as um, director. Mr. Rogers. Okay. Too ugly for, I don't know any of these movies. What has they? Is, is he only, only done, they're known for the Mortal Kombat movie that's in pre production. Wow. Huh. It's his first big, big shot. That's no. all. He, he's never done anything else. I'm a little worried about that, but. I mean, he looks like a smart guy, though. <laughs> His name is Simon. Yeah. And he has glasses. And he's... He's all right. He'll do all right. Is he oh, Scottish? I, McQuaid? So here, here's the thing <laughs> right. with Mortal is he Kombat. Highlander? <laughs> if you just get a bunch of fans that are also good writers in a room and adapt the story they've done for the last three games, you can't go wrong. Yeah, true that. It's a fun story. It's kind of convoluted, but we're not going to see Mortal Kombat for a super dramatic, like, life-changing <laughs> movie. So... I would just, I would even just like to see like the last three games stories put into a movie with maybe a little bit more thought and the connected tissue between them. And I think that'll be good. Not that'd be really like bad not, CGI. What's that? And not bad CGI. Dude, the, actually the CGI in the games are like pretty dope. Like especially this last one. So I even said like this, the Mortal Kombat 11's like story mode If they just put like a whatever, a few million more dollars behind that to like up it like one more, like two or three more clicks. Mm -hmm. That's straight up just the movie. Yeah. Like, they did such a good job with, like, the face movements and the details and stuff. Do you remember yeah. the Final Fantasy movie? Yeah, that wasn't too bad. Spirits Within? Yeah, like, it's just really, I don't know. I, I, I have like, to watch it again. Like, I, I, I have a feeling that, like, it's really bad now. Like, probably. at least CGI-wise. Because that was the first, like, full... Like, that was the first, like, yeah. full, completely... I don't know if they actually rotoscoped people acting or, or what with that. I don't know. Uh, you know. Yeah. Oh, it's, mm. it'll be be interesting, but we'll see. But like yeah. Mortal Kombat, the movie, <laughs> like it's been a long time coming. I think it's been was it ninety five, so like over twenty years now, right? Well, they had one, they had the, a second one, right? Yeah, that one. Jeez, <laughs> like they literally went from one end of the spectrum to the other. I didn't love the first Mortal Kombat movie, but at that time, like in the mid nineties, for an adaptation. Mm. They did what you expected, but also did it well. Like, you know how they interpreted He-Man into the movie? And, like, the details made sense for that time period. Like, well, it's the 90s, so this is going to translate to this, and this is going to translate to this. That's what they did for Mortal Kombat, but then they made it fun. Mm -hmm. So now we know. We just want to see the game in a movie. Mm -hmm. I don't want an explanation of, like, why Liu Kang is realistically doing whatever. He just controls fire. I don't need. I don't even know why. Yeah. Like, he just does it. It's, I feel like they, they did a lot of that. They're like, let me explain this backstick. No. I understand. Wolverine's yeah. got claws. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on. Scorpion's from hell. In the video games, the only explanation for Sub-Zero and his brother controlling ice is that there's cryomancers in the world, and they happen to be them. Cool. That's good enough for me. Nah. Like... <laughs> It'd be funny if they're like, well, back in like, nope, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, stop. It's like I like, the backstory. I want to tell you my backstory. The game even has a little bit of lore that's interesting. Like, um, so as of recording this, Nightwolf has not been released as DLC, but has been announced several times. Mm. And this year was the first time they've uh, leaked the story or leaked, like told the story that Nightwolf, the name is actually just like a title. Like you know, like the Black Panther or something. Mm -hmm. And it's been several different people, including female Nightwolves, 
okay. uh, which really stirred up the video game community because video gamers. But like, <laughs> um, so this ha this Nightwolf we get now may not be the one from Mortal Kombat three. It yeah. may have been like generationally passed or something. And that could make sense more like a tribal kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So there's things like that that might be able to make a fatality happen, but then Nightwolf could still exist in like another movie or something like that. You know, mm -hmm. like. So, but I also, but that's the closest to like a backstory I might need. Like, I don't need to know like why he can do like green lightning and tomahawk and all this stuff. It's just cool yeah. to see. I just want to see it. It'd be cool if like one of his fatalities was bringing back the original Night Wolf. <laughs> Ooh, maybe. And then the the green like it's a good you know it's just like yeah, his energy. Dude. Yeah, and he like kills you, and then disappears, and then the the new Night Wolf finishes you off. That'd be freaking awesome. I'm looking forward to it. And then they bring Sindel back. I don't know. It's it's a whole. There's so much story there to pick from. The only thing that's going to be tough is them picking what story to go with. The only thing I want them to do is pick one of those stories. I don't want them to try to make something completely new for it because there's so much good story already. Mm -hmm. If they just try to make a new story, it's, it's not going to make any sense. Like We it's already true. have 100 stories. So Speaking of that, we're going to end here, but uh, I think in the next one we should probably pick up with... Uh, probably the Thor thing that come out if we're talking yeah. about because we just went into it a little bit. We'll talk yeah. about... Phase she Thor. Thor. <laughs> she Thor. Next time on Yellow Spandex. <laughs> Peace.